what do you think about when I say the word fire? What comes to mind? Maybe you think of destruction like a forest fire or a house fire. Maybe you remember the time that our sacristy caught on fire. Maybe you think of work, how sometimes people are let go and they are fired. Maybe fire, you think of warmth in the wintertime or light, especially before there was electricity. Or maybe you think of a fire pit or a bonfire where people gather and socialize. What do you think of when you say fire? Fire is something that human beings have used for centuries for a large number of purposes, for cooking, for heating, for providing light, for providing protection, for destruction, for as a weapon, for socialization, and the list goes on and on. And today, John the Baptist, in today's gospel, uses fire as an image for baptism. So what does he mean? John the Baptist, many are coming to him and wondering if he is the Christ, if he is the anointed one, because he's preaching with great boldness, and he's living a life of holiness, and people know that this man is important, and so they wonder. Today's gospel says that they are filled with expectation. Is this the Christ? And they ask him, and he says, no, because one mightier than I is coming. John the Baptist says, I baptize you with water, and my baptism is a baptism of repentance, conversion from sin, changing your way of life. But he says, the one mightier than I will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. With the Holy Spirit and with fire. So what does he mean? Well, certainly Jesus institutes a sacrament for us, the sacrament of baptism that perhaps probably most of us in this room have already received. This is a sacrament with which we were adopted into God's family. We received the Holy Spirit. We received the gift of faith and we become a member of God's church. But John the Baptist also mentions this fire. What is he talking about? What does it mean to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and with fire? So there's probably a lot we could say here, but I'd like to suggest that there are three ways in particular that our baptism has to do with fire. There are three things in particular, three aspects in particular that baptism has in common with fire. First is, a fire will purify. Second, a fire will rise. And third, a fire will come alive. So we're going to unpack all three. A fire will purify, just as the Old Testament prophets would talk about the refiner's fire. Just as silver and gold is purified in fire, the prophets say, so will God purify you from your sins. A fire purifies us. And we all sin. We all have things that keep us away from God. Some of us have bigger sins than others. 
but hopefully all of us are taking sin seriously enough that we are trying to let go of it, that we are, are, are constantly doing whatever it takes to turn away from it and allowing God to purify us. What we know is that it's true, baptism does cleanse us of original sin, and if we're baptized maybe later in life because... Um, yeah, because we didn't get to as a child and we choose as an adult, then all the sins in our past are wiped clean. That's true. But what we also know is that we still have this inclination to sin. We still need to turn away from this inclination, this, this desire for sin. We're still burdened by sin being desirable. And so we have to go through a process of purification, of letting go of our attachment to sin. This is what fire does. And as we receive the Holy Spirit at baptism, it's the beginning of this process that God wants to refine us and purify us so that we are no longer attached to things that keep us from Him. A fire will purify and the Holy Spirit will purify us if we let it. The second is a fire will rise. Just as the smoke from the flame rises up to the sky, so too our lives should rise and orient themselves towards God in heaven. Jesus, well, God instituted this in the Old Testament by instructing the Israelites to do sacrifices. Well, what was a sacrifice? We talk about sacrifice these days as, you know, enduring something that's difficult. But a sacrifice, particularly in the Old Testament, was an act of worship. A sacrifice was to choose something that you own, whether it be livestock or crops or whatever, and you put it on an altar and you set it on fire. And as the flames and the smoke rise up to sky, this is an act of worship. You're giving it to the Lord as if physically and spiritually you are making an offering to God in heaven. But in the same way, St. Paul talks about this in the New Testament, that we offer the sacrifice of our bodies, that our whole life is an offering to God. It's an act of worship that our prayer intentions, that our sacrifices that we make, the ways that we endure small sufferings or maybe even big sufferings, even our fears and our anxieties and our failures and everything, our thoughts, our emotions, our desires, everything is given to God as an act of worship, that we would orient our lives to God in heaven always glancing toward heaven, living our whole life as an act of worship, not just here in this church, but our entire day. A fire will rise, and so too will our hearts, if we have the Holy Spirit, rise to God in heaven as an act of worship. The third is a fire will come alive. We know that a fire is not stagnant. It doesn't stay still. That's what's so great about watching a fire is because it's always moving. It's always dancing. The flames are constantly alive. The fire is a living flame. In the same way, our hearts would be alive with the Holy Spirit if we let him. But this fire within us, the fire of the Holy Spirit, is not a fire of destruction. 
It's not a fire that destroys our lives. Rather, it's a fire similar to the burning bush that Moses encounters. It's a fire, a divine, supernatural fire that's alive, but it doesn't destroy, except it does destroy sin. It's similar to the fire at Pentecost that came down tongues of fire upon the apostles. And as they received this fire from the sky, they were filled with inspiration, with passion, with intensity, with energy and enthusiasm for the gospel. And they went out beyond their comfort zone, even in places of danger, in order to spread the good news. They participated in the mission of Jesus Christ. And what an adventure it became. They were alive with the Holy Spirit. Just as a fire comes alive, so too our hearts would come alive by the Holy Spirit if we let Him. A fire will purify, rise, and come alive. So too will we if we let the Holy Spirit within us. This all started at baptism. We all received the Holy Spirit at baptism. But for many of us, the Holy Spirit is more like burning coals rather than a living flame. For many of us, although it's true God's grace is within us, we very often let it remain stagnant. We aren't a fully committed Christian. We aren't willing to fuel the flame of the Holy Spirit inside of us. We are afraid to be purified of sin because we like sin too much. And we're afraid to orient our focus towards God because we believe the lie that we got our lives under control and we know what's best for ourselves. We're afraid to come alive with the Holy Spirit because we might look kooky. We might have to go beyond our comfort zone and we might have to be uncomfortable. And these flames dwindle into hot coals instead of a real fire. So I ask you now to consider honestly, when you think about your spiritual life, are you on fire? Are you on fire with the Holy Spirit? If others described your spiritual life from the outside looking in, would they say that you're on fire? That you are a witness of truly alive with the Holy Spirit? If not, why not? What's holding you back? What's holding you back from a life fully lived, fully committed to Jesus Christ? What's holding you back from living your faith totally, 100%? We want to be a parish on fire. We've discerned this and and kind of chosen this as part of our dream, part of our vision that as we kind of grow as a parish and, and continue to step forward in all of our efforts, that ultimately what we're trying to accomplish is a parish on fire, that every single person in this parish would be purified of sin, that every single person in this parish would know how to orient their life directed towards God and live totally as an act of worship, and that every person in this parish would be passionately in love with God. 
alive with the Holy Spirit, and taking personal ownership for the mission of the gospel. What we're really talking about here is conversion, worship, and mission. That every single person in this parish would embrace those three identities. This comes from the Holy Spirit. We can't do it alone. But God has so much in store for us, if only we let him. And if you feel like you're not on fire right now, if your faith is just boring right now, or if you feel like you don't have a specific purpose in God's kingdom right now, or maybe your prayer is dry and difficult, or maybe you're suffering in such a way that it's just hard to even think about this stuff, I want you to know that the Holy Spirit is ready. He's already inside of you. And he's ready to come alive. Perhaps God's inviting you to let go of a sin. Maybe God's reminding you to direct your focus back to him. Or perhaps God is asking you to join him on his mission so that the Holy Spirit can fill you with his charisms and energize you with a true, sincere passion for the gospel of Jesus Christ. A fire will purify, rise, and come alive. And so too will your heart and my heart by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen.